Welcome to this episode of Estate NCX. In this episode, I talked to Christopher Watkin. Everybody in the industry knows Chris. They've seen his videos or seen him talking at events. And usually it's Chris doing the interviewing, but I wanted to turn the tables and I wanted to interview Chris and find out a bit more about his background, find out about what the difference is between the thousands of agents that he's seen being a big success to those that haven't, and what it is that really makes Chris tick. Welcome to Estate Agency X. You heard it. It's what you hearing. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. It's what you hearing. Listen. X go give it to you. Fuck way for you to get it on your own. X go deliver to you. Knock knock. Open up the door. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Marks. Thank, thank you for inviting me. It means the world to me. Thank you. Yeah, no problem at all. Um, usually when I do these podcasts, um, there's a, I have a subject in mind before we start the actual podcast. Um, but I feel like we, we would, we'll be able to get some, some real gold if we just have a general conversation because I've known you quite a long time and obviously, you know, you're a, you're a bit of a legend in the industry. Um, so I just want to see where it takes us. But, but before we get into it, are you all right just to, you know, I'm, there's not anybody out there that doesn't know you, I'm sure, but are you all right just to give us a bit of a background on sort of where it all started with you and, and how you ended up doing what you do today? Um, I went to Sheffield. To, um, I'm a trained charter surveyor. There was no jobs in charter surveying when I came out in 93 uh, to, from college, so went and became an estate agent with the Halifax. They were then for about just under 10 years. Um, went to work for an independent um, that didn't work out went back to the Halifax for a few years, quite a few years um, what, going up through the ranks ended up uh, running a big city centre branch in Nottingham got made redundant when the Halifax sold up went eventually through a roundabout way ended up working for Belvoir at their head office central office selling franchises and uh, whilst I was there um, noticed that there was a few uh, Belvoir franchisees were pulling trees up in terms of what they did and I thought to myself well if we can just bottle that then then we, I can sell more franchises so I did that they gave me some offices to play with to keep me quiet and we bottled it and it went really well so after working there for three years I said you know I'm a bit bored of selling franchises let me loose and let me help these agents grow their businesses across the whole network and the, the answer came back was your job is to sell franchises, not not help existing ones. So I said, okay, fair goes. And therefore handed my notice in on the 12th of December, 2013. And um, I've been doing what I do since. Wow. 2013. So I must have met you before that because I met you when you, I think you was at Belvoir, didn't I? So, yes. so uh, wow, long time. Um, okay, thanks for that. Um, obviously, usually... You know, you're the one interviewing people and uh, they're the ones answering the questions. So I get the feeling that at some point I'm going to have to uh, try to turn this podcast back around because I, I, I get the feeling that at some point you're going to turn this back into you interviewing me somehow. But uh, to start with, um, I, I'd be interested to know from you, from all of that experience working as an agent, helping agents that are in franchises, which... I'm going to come back to that afterwards. And then all of the hundreds, if not thousands, of independent agents that you've helped since, um, what do you see as, like, 
some of the main differences between agents that really, as you put it, pull, are pulling pull trees up and those that maybe listen to some of your advice and go, ah, oof, doesn't really make much difference. Two things. Um, and the second one is actually the, the, the magic. Uh, the first is hard work. And the second one is playing the long game, also known as patience. Hmm. Looking at the big picture, taking a step back, playing the long game. There's no, I mean, there's, oh, I'm sure there are some, but the majority of people out there would go, well, I work hard, we all work hard. So what, how do you, what do you mean by hard work? Well, smart work, you know, there's no, we can all, we can all be um, smashing bricks, uh, you know, with a big hammer, that's hard work. So smart work, so, you know, you know, it's all about being, oh, what's that phrase? You know, is it smart? So is it, is it measurable? Is it, oh God, do you know, I best, do you know, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. Um, smart, I'm going on the internet now just to find out what's a smart criteria you know what you know what they say don't you smart so yeah. you've got to be specific measurable yeah, um yeah you just just hard work i mean what i'm trying to say there is this is you know you've got to put the you've just simply just got to put the hard work in that that's yeah. what i mean it's cut so the rubbish let's not look so into that it, it is just hard work you know if so you want to build something you've got yeah. to you've got to put the hard work in so as opposed to someone going, oh, yeah, that's brilliant. I thought it was a magic wand. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. As human beings are naturally looking for a shortcut. We're always looking, and, and that's why we've evolved, because we have, you know, that's why, you know, as, as cavemen, we got tools, and we use the tool to make things easier. We don't like... Um, to, to think, you know, when when we have to think things through, that uses brain power. So again, the brain will do everything, so it doesn't have to worry or or or, or, or have to work things out. The, the the fact is, is that you know, hard work, you know, applied in the right way, there is no shortcut gets to success. The only people that win in this world. The overnight successes are the people that win the lottery, and we know what the odds of that are. Yeah. Okay. Or you inherit it. Or you inherit it. Okay. That's a long game as well, though, isn't it? <laughs> I suppose it is. <laughs> um, so really, yeah, hard work. But but again, there's so many estate agents out there who who do hard work, but they're still not successful because what they do. And I see this in any industry is that they'll try something and it doesn't work, so they'll go and try something else. So in a state agency, they'll deliver one leaflet to ten thousand people. That doesn't work. So they'll go and do a few Facebook adverts, they'll try that, spend fifty quid on it. That doesn't work. So they'll go and try, I know, some LinkedIn adverts. Or they'll go and try this. There's people that, you know, that buy your life cycle system, Mark, and then after two months saying it's a complete crock of shit. It isn't a crock of shit. You've just got to put the time and the effort to, in it. And I think there's plenty of people out there who want to succeed by writing checks when, yeah. when in reality it is about hard work and patience, um, playing the long game. That's the killer. I guess it's, you know, we know this in all aspects of our life, don't we? 
you know i remember i was at a big conference um it wasn't a conference it was more of a workshop once and I, unbeknown to me i was sat on this table with this guy who runs the number one health podcast in the uk i, I didn't know who he was but it, it turned it, it sort of came out during the day because he was asking some questions and then at lunchtime this person came over and was talking to him and obviously i was sat next to him so i could i could hear the conversation and this person said to him, oh, I've, I've really wanted to talk to you because I, I, I've been doing loads of work to try and lose weight. I go to the gym all the time and I, and I eat healthy, um, but I just don't seem to lose any weight. Like, do you think like, maybe there, there could be a reason? And he went, uh, yeah, you eat too much. <laughs> the guy went, no, 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 seriously, I've, I've been watching all of that. I like, you know, I, I'll make sure that I eat the right amount. And, and, and he was like, no, you eat too much because... If you burn more calories than you eat, you will lose weight. And I guess like, you know, we can try, I can try doing special protein shakes and then I can try the keto diet and then I can try this diet and then I can try that and a bit of this and a bit of that. And maybe this will be easier than that was. That was difficult because but at the end of the day, we know how it works. You, lose, you eat less and you burn more. And I guess it's the hard work that people don't really want to do. And the same can be said for business, really, can't it? It's like, you know, can, but, I know but again, what's going to be but you, but you know, so required. There's, there's plenty of estate agents out there that work hard that yet aren't successful because mm. it's not a case of working hard, it's working smarter, but also, you know, sticking with something. And, and you know, again, the guy with the weight, losing with the weight, just because you're exercising, you know, is a case of put the fork down and run more, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Or or you might even find you don't even have to run if you put the fork down because they're going to take you an hour to burn 400 calories on the treadmill or it's about two uh, Cadbury's heroes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So that's working smart, isn't it? Like, it is. I mean, I, 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 I fast twice a week for 36 hours at a time. So today I'm on a fasting day. Yeah. Um, and... But the the downside is is that I, I love my craft beer. So if I wasn't drinking craft beer on Friday and a Saturday, I'd probably be skinny as hell. Yeah. But I yeah. love it's a it, life is a life is a balance of choices. I am mm -hmm. slowly losing weight. I should be losing more, but I like my beer. So, yeah. but coming up, you know, but it's about it's not about working hard. It's also in equal amounts playing the long game. Uh, you know, to me, the long game is three to five years, not the end of your pipeline. Yeah. The problem and is, it, is that... Go on. I was going to say, like, that agents, they quite often see, see it as playing the long game or playing the short game as mutually exclusive rather than, like, you just need to be doing both. You know, you, you'll say, oh, you should be playing the wrong game, and someone will go, yeah, but, you know, I'm doing this and I need to get some instructions now. It's like, yeah, yeah, carry on doing that. But life's never going yeah. to get any easier unless you're planning for next year. Well, I, 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 I use the analogy of cavemen and that you're a hunter and a farmer. You know, it, uh, hunting, you go out every single day and you might be lucky and you might come across a, world, a herd of wildebeest. Uh, but then you might go a week without coming across a herd of wildebeest. What, I'm, what I advocate agents do is, yeah, go out. When As soon as you open up an agency, you need to go out hunting every single day but at the same time, when you come back at night, I want you to spend two hours a, 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 a day for the next year 
basically removing all the rocks from the field that's next to your cave, putting a wooden fence around it, collecting grass seed, planting the grass seed, letting it grow, water it. So when the wildebeest walk past the, the proverbial uh, field five or six times, they say, why are we walking around the desert all the time? We might as well just sit, walk into this field and just eat lovely grass. And then, so, you know, so the, the, the caveman doesn't have to go out every day. He has to go out every day in the short term to put food on the table of his, of his family. But at the same time, he has to put the work in as well to, to, to create that field next to his, uh, to his uh, cave. But if he carries on doing it for a year and 18 months and creates that field, he won't have to go hunting for the rest of his life. All he'll then have to do is just ensure that he just keeps the grass nice and the wildebeest will stay in the field forever, and all he has to do is roll out of bed and kill a wildebeest today. And that's the same with, with you know with agents. That's why you know I'm a huge fan of the life cycle system. Is that you have to you have to go out there and do your hard work when you you know when you when you when you're an estate agent and you start up, you simply have to go out there door knocking and all the other stuff. But if you're not careful, all you'll end up doing is just doing door knocking. The wonderful thing about life cycle, and again, I don't want to turn this into a life cycle promo. No, is, is that <laughs> is, is that you know you're feeding it you're feeding it stuff in you're, you're nurturing them like the proverbial field in the grass field but you're not going to get anything from it and you know straight away and yes you might be lucky and you might get something after a few months but fundamentally this is stuff that's going to come in one two three four years you know you know even in, even in the year that we've had only one in 15 people have moved house are still 14 out of 15 that are going to be moving, and a lot of those are going to be moving in the next five years. Yeah, yeah, that's no, true. I, you know, I, 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 you I know, it, go on, Karen. I mean, it reminds me very much of you know um, firms like Kodak, you know, the titan of the photograph industry for the most of the 20th century. They actually painted the, the you know, the, the digital, the, the way digital cameras work, but there were they. They were so fixated on profits from its film business that they missed the digital transition. Yeah, that's right. They wanted to hide it away, didn't they? They, yeah. they, 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 they discovered it, invented it, and then said, don't let anyone know about that. <laughs> so, you know, and, and we know what happened to Kodak. They went out of business in 2012. Yeah. It's, and, it's and funny because I was, still, I was just chatting to an agent just before, and, and I was saying what we're discovering with Lifecycle, which... You kind of already know it, and, and you might go, oh, that's not revolutionary, but it, but it kind of is, is that actually the entire thing comes from buyers. The whole business comes from really being able to dig in and qualify all of your buyers, and then, as you say, that's all of the seeds. You can then reap the seeds, because there is no lead generation system out there that can compete with the amount of buyers that come through your business every day, and a large percentage of them have got houses to sell or are going to let their properties out, you just don't know about it, and then they disappear out the other side of the, of the, of the building without you ever doing anything. I mean, it, it's all about delayed gratification. You know, there is, you know, there's no secret set of instructions that guarantee success, but, but there's one ingredient I have found in this world that, that, that certainly bloody well helps, and that's a willingness to sacrifice. I mean, have you heard of the marshmallow test? Yes. Okay, well, just for the listeners that don't know it, 
what happened was is that is that uh, an American university went into a. I think the child was probably three years old. Was it two yeah, or three I don't, years think, old? I don't think you I don't think you get away with it in today's world. But they, yeah, go on, Karen. It was in the eighties. So, so they so they left small children alone with a marshmallow for ten minutes. If memory serves well, and the promise was that if they could leave it alone until the researcher returned, they could have two marshmallows. Mm. And and just under a third of all children were able to defer the short-term gratification to to get the two but this is the bit this is the bit that really that that really i find this is the bit that really does um screw my head up is that they went back to the same people 20 30 years later okay And what they did was, is that those that were willing to self-sacrifice the one marshmallow to get the two were much further on socially, cognitively, mental health, and, and earning loads of money. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it is an amazing study. I highly recommend anyone. You'll find it immediately if you Google it. Um, and there's quite a few studies like that. You might go, oh, that's a bit of a coincidence. But there's a lot of studies like that, like you say, and it's it really, you can sum it up yourself with like, you know, when you sort of think to yourself, oh, I just really want that thing. I'm going to sod it. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to put it on the credit card. When you know that life would work out much better for you if you didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, every person that sits on my Watkins sofa costs me £250 plus VAT, 300 quid. Okay. And even after doing that for two years, you know, there's one or two a week. You work your sums out, that's a lot of money. And no one gets charged to go on the watching sofa. Even the wife was querying, why are we spending all of this money when you've had nothing back in return? Mm. Now, nearly five years later, it's coming, it's coming back in bucket loads. Mm. I don't need to go out there and sell my services. In fact, most of the people... Most people don't actually know what I do for a living. They just think I'm a guy who interviews people on the sofa and I get money from YouTube. Yeah, I get 45 quid a month from my YouTube channel, which I yeah. give to charity. Yeah. And, and that's, that, that, that's it. So I don't know if that answers your question. Hard work it does, it, and it does, it does amounts, answer the question. Long game. As long and as you so, start with it. So, so would you say that, like, you know, a, 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 a better strategy, even though an agent might go like, yeah, 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 I just want to get everything now. But a better strategy, really, from what you've seen over, you know, we're talking what, how, when did you very first get into a state agency? 20 years, 30 years? 30 years ago. 30 years, right? So we're talking 30 years. Um, so between us, about 60 years in, a, in that industry. Um, would you say that you'd be better off if you can possibly bring yourself to do it from a cash flow perspective? Um, and even if you are going to go hunting every day, you'd be better off figuring out what does my business look like in three years and how am I going to start building that today? You could almost say how, you know, I'm a huge fan of Simon Sinek, is he play equals about playing the infinite game and just say, what am I going to do to create a business for my children's children's children? Yeah, yeah. But, I, I, I was I was on a call the other day with an agent who 
said, oh, yeah, Lifecycle looks really good, but it looks like it's for an agent who's got, you know, loads going on and it, sounds, it looks like it will automate a lot of their stuff and that looks really great. But our, our problem is we're new and we, we, we're struggling to get instructions. And I said to him, like, okay, well, how are you trying to get instructions? He said, well, you know, we get out, we knock on doors, we've got a little thing going with Zoopla and we send out letters. I said, okay, how's that going? He said, well, not great. We've got anything from the from the door knocking or the letters, but, you know, we've got, we get about five inquiries a month from Zoopla, but none have turned into instructions. I said, okay, and what have you done with them? And he turned to the lady next to him and went, what have we done with them? She went, nothing. And I said to him, what are you hoping is going to happen here? Are you, are you hoping that somehow loads of people just start going, we, we'd like to put our house on the market for 2%, please? I said, like, it's, it's not realistic what you're talking about. You no, have to put like, a lot of like, information into your system, and in about 12 months, it will start coming out the other end. <laughs> I mean, there's a school of... I mean, it's like the instant valuation leads. Everyone says they're crap. No, they're not. You're just getting them too early, and you can't be asked to nurture them. Yeah, and that people comes down to people that who are comes down. To the, have already made the decision, haven't they? Okay, but the, it comes down to the fact is that it's the type of personality who 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 is attracted to a state agency, or want it now. Mm. Okay, but it is as simple as that. Most estate agents on the disc profiling system are D's. Uh, sorry, I's. I do apologise. Mm. Which means that they're influencers. They they love people talking to them, and they want everyone to love them. Yeah, they want they they get a. I get a thrill from getting the business, but their biggest fear is rejection. That's why you can put a hundred houses on the market. You lose a you lose number one hundred and one, and it feels like you're basically your 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 world has turned upside down, and a stake has been driven through your heart. Mm. So just so long term thinking is just too just just not relevant enough. Well, look at okay. Let's look at the stats. You know, you know. Okay, out of all the properties that are sold since we've come out of lockdown, half of them have been in the house for up to six years, 18 weeks. Up to, not an average, up to. Okay, so, so half of the houses that have sold in the UK since lockdown, the people have only been in it up to six years, 18 weeks. How do I know that? Because I'm a property statistician and we did the, we, we crunched some stats. It took us three days and three of us to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, because you can look on the land registry, you can see when a house was bought, you can see when it was bought before and you can work the numbers out. Okay, yet you look at all of the stats, only one in eight people go back to the estate agent they bought their house off. One in eight people only went back to the estate agent they bought their house off. And if those estate agents could have been asked to basically just keep a relationship. I mean, for God's sake, we're dealing with the buyer. The buyer must is going to be like a dog with two tails because yeah. they've bought the home of their dreams. They think the estate agent shines out their ass because they love them to bits because they found them their own home. If that's not a beautiful relationship because you're in, you're in, proverbially in bed with each other, especially towards the last few weeks when you're just getting ready for exchange and completion. We're all estate agents. We know what we're like. You almost become best mates and you see them in the supermarkets. But then all of a sudden, it's like we put them into witness protection Mm. because estate agents are very, very transactional. It's all about the transaction. Whilst if you go to America or, or Australia, you have an estate agent for life. 
But they believe, by a state agency, if you talk to them about it, they believe, no, we stay in contact with everybody. Like we phone them all up. Well, this is interesting. I, I, I was, it was lovely. I was on stage at the RAN conference, you know, in front yeah. of hundreds of estate agents, and I was doing a, a discussion panel, and Stephen Brown, you know, the wonderful Stephen Brown, uh, turned to the audience and said, how many people in this room have... have Put your hand up if you bought your house in the last 10 years. And, you know, a good half put their hand up. You know, it was, it was very sizable numbers, all right? And then he said, How, keep your hand up if your estate agent's been in contact with you in the last two years. And only two hands kept up. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. But also, you can add to that that, like... If my estate agent phoned me up randomly, or it wasn't, I didn't even consider them my estate agent, someone I bought phoned me up randomly every year or, or more, I'd just eventually tell them to fuck off. Oh. <laughs> because I'm not interested. Like, they've got to find other ways, haven't they, of staying in contact with these people? <laughs> of, co of, of course they have. I mean, um, I, published, I published something yesterday on social media and uh, basically, it was, and I hate to say it, was a script. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you know, and and the script went something like, um, what did how did it? Um, let me just I'll tell you what. Two, give me two seconds. I'll put it up for you, and we'll and I will give you the script. Here we go. Yeah. Hold on. Right. Hold on. Two seconds. Mm -hmm. All good fun. Here we are. Reasons to call all free evaluations. Here we go. Hi, it's Chris Watkin here from Joe Bloggs Estate Agents. I'm calling to let you know that a home in your housing estate just sold for the highest price per square foot ever recorded in your housing estate. And there are many people who are interested in moving to this housing estate. Tell me, and there's the killer bit, Mark. Tell me, who do you know in your neighborhood that is interested in moving soon? Not, do you want to sell? Yeah. It's who do you know that might be lucky to move? And now all of a sudden, the purpose of the phone call is, do you want to sell, is the, this, the, the intent. I love that word. The intent is you're trying to get something, and that's a mm -hmm. selfish act. And people don't like people who are selfish. But if you're ringing up by, with the intent of, do you, who do you know who might want to sell, then all of a sudden that's a help. because you're And humans love to help other human beings. Yeah, absolutely. We do the same thing when recruiting. If I know somebody that I think uh, they'd, they'd be good, I often message them and go, do you know anybody that anybody that might be looking? You know, I don't message them and go, would you like to come and work for our company? No. <laughs> um, and and, that, so, yeah, and that's, that's, the, that, you know, that, that's the magic thing is it all comes down to your intent. Are you trying to do something to get something or give something? It's why I do my videos. Do you think, you know, I interview people about whatever, you know, am I interested in, uh, you know, self-employed estate agency? Because I talk a lot about that. No, I don't give a shit about self-employed estate agency. All I care about is my wife, my dog, drinking craft beer. I'm happy to declare I'm a Freemason. I'm in the round table 40 plus, And I love talking to people and what interests them. So when I talk to someone about self-employed estate agency, not the self-employed estate agency I'm interested in. I'm interested why they're interested in it. 
because I love talking to people. When I talk to you, do I care about the life cycle system? And you, I know you're religious about it, Mark. Do I give a shit? No, I don't. I don't give a shit about fucking life cycle. But what I do care about is this, Mark Burgess, because I like you, Mark, and I like the other people I talk to, and I want to find out what interests them. And if I find something that's interesting, you know, that, that, that actually makes a difference to someone else's life, that, that, that's like catnip to me. That's why I love life cycle. That's why I love content marketing. That's why I love, you know, other things. Yeah, makes sense. People. Makes perfect sense. So, so, okay, you you believe in that method. I I concur with you. I I, I agree with too. Stephen Brown is saying the same thing. Lots of people saying the same thing. Lots of estate agents not doing any of that sort of stuff. So, with a crystal ball in your hands, like because you know, not got. I've not got. We've not got long left. But like with a crystal ball, what do you think happens or has to happen in a estate agency? Who comes along or what comes along and estate agents go, shit, and you go, well, I have been saying this to you for the last 10 years. I mean, I've been banging on along with Jerry Lyons about content marketing, and you, the magic thing is, is that sometimes you feel you're banging your head against a wall. I think the magic thing is this. You, see, you can't persuade all the people all the time. You can only persuade a certain amount. There will come a tipping point. But then it will be too late, and the others have, have rushed off, and are, are, can't be seen, you know, in the, rushing off in the sunset. Mm. I think the magic thing is this: is that every single person listening to this has to look in their soul and decide what game they're playing, and you know, open their eyes. You know, spend time. You know, even though if I don't know if it's going out over Christmas or after Christmas, but spend some time with your eyes open, talking to other agents. You know, but, you know. Talk and find out, you know, the agent, as long as the agent isn't in your town, you know, so in, in your instance, you know, you shouldn't, if you're thinking of buying Lifecycle, don't believe a bloody word with what Mark Burgess is telling you, but actually go and talk to some agents where it is working. And if Mark, you know, and there are agents out there that don't like Lifecycle, um, but I know damn well, what they, it's just they just bought it, didn't do anything with it. There's no point in buying a... There's no point in, in buying a fancy machine if A, if you don't feed it, and B, you don't work it. And C, you play the long game. There's other systems out there, you know, business generation systems, any systems. You just, it's like a CRM system. And again, I don't want to go too far into life cycle because I don't want to turn this into a promo. Is It's like anything. Is, is if you put good stuff in, good stuff comes out. If you put shit in, shit comes out. So maybe, like, would you say for them to just look a little bit ahead and see where are you actually going here? What are you thinking you want to be in a few years and how is how are you going to get there? Well, how many times, I mean, I don't know about you, I've just turned 50 and it, and I, and it doesn't seem like two minutes ago that I was 30. Yeah. And if you're not careful, we'll be 65 in a minute, in a blink of an eye. I think mm -hmm. what sometimes you need to do is, you know, it's the classic working on the business or in the business. Yeah. And the yeah, problem is, is that we're, we as estate agents, we as human beings get very close to the cold face and don't take a time to step back. You know, and, and the first lockdown was, was the first lockdown was an opportunity to take a step back and some took it and now are flying. And if we do go into another lockdown, then there's an opportunity there. I think yeah. sometimes you just need to take a step. And my advice to anyone is this: just take half a day a week off from the office, switch your phone off, and just go do some homework. 
pick up the phone to estate agents. Why don't you pick up the, why don't you have a look in your county and find, you'll know which agents are, are really successful. And why don't you pick up the phone and say, you know, in the next town along, as long as there is a direct competitor, Jim, I've always admired you. I think you're a great estate agent. Do you mind if I come to you and take you out for coffee for no more than 45, 50 minutes, take you out for a cup of coffee and lunch so I can pick your brain about what makes you so successful? Because we're not competitors. And I don't know if you've got, obviously, if you've got plans to move to my town, then please ignore me. Okay. And if Jim doesn't say yes, you go and speak with Sarah. And if Sarah doesn't say yes, you go and speak with Chris or whatever, the, the Paul or whatever, John or whatever it is. And someone will say yes, because someone, that person will love you to bits that you've, you've noticed them and you want to take them out for lunch. People love their opinion to be asked. And just go and talk to shed loads of agents and learn. Get a mentor. I mean, I'm a huge, I'm a founder of Agents Together. You know, there's people out there who are in their 50s and 60s who have a mentor who's younger than them, but successful. And by doing that, they, um, they have got a, 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 a big picture helicopter view who's not too close to the coalface and, and enables them to be a better agent because they have a mentor. So that's my advice is go either through Agents Together or you go off your own backside, go and get a mentor talk to loads and just find out what others are doing because quite simply estate agency is quite simple it's just hard to implement it's how do you get more people to ring you up for a free valuation yeah and then absolutely. when they do ring you up it. for a free valuation is um have you got the systems in place and the staff to enable you to do it correctly yeah and uh, it's, it's so true and with the long game and and how to get your head around it i mean the idea of booking a day out a week is gold everybody must do that because if you wait for a gap in the diary you'll never find one but uh dan Priestley, i think summed it up quite nicely when he, at the recent estate mcx that, that that he was at i think he said when someone was asking about the long game he was saying best way to think about it you must see houses all the time where you think to yourself jesus i wish i'd bought that two years ago five years ago ten years ago your business is exactly the same you start the work now and then it starts paying off in two years, three years, four years, five years. Otherwise, just carry on starting at day zero every month yeah. and, what, and watch other people do it. And then go, yeah. how many, I wish I'd done that four years ago. <laughs> I mean, how many estate agents have been in business 30 years, but in reality, they've been in, they've been in business one year 30 times? It's amazing how many people have been around, like you say, that long and can be disrupted by somebody who starts tomorrow. That should be impossible, shouldn't it, with the amount of time and effort and data that they've got floating around inside their yeah. business um, bang on all right chris but it was that's that's awesome i uh, if, if anybody's listening to this and they think to themselves like that guy who is that guy he's really smart what's the best way for them to to maybe reach out or get in touch or follow you or you know any of that well, stuff well uh well you can follow me on facebook linkedin um i mean let's be honest you can always guarantee there's a walking yeah. video on bloody linkedin like dog poo it gets everywhere <laughs> um, just reach out to me. My mobile's oh seven nine five oh one four seven five seven two. Um yeah, cool. Give us a shout. Lovely. Happy to always talk. Hi mate. Awesome. Brilliant, Chris. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Mark, for hosting this. Thank you for what you do with the podcast. And uh thank you for, for listening. Fuck what you heard. It's what you hearing. It's what you hearing. Listen, it's what you hearing, listen. 
that's what you hear it. Listen.